Welcome to this episode of Chamber Chat. I'm Todd Studer, Chamber Chat brought to you from the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce. Joining us in studio today, well, we have a full house. Drew Camp, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce. Also joining us today is a couple of outgoing Chamber Board members. Dan Rutledge is with Right Idea Media and Creative in Council Bluffs and Brooke Hubbard with The Hub in Council Bluffs. We're going to learn all about uh, their tenure on the board, what it's meant to them to be able to serve. Uh, Drew, let's go ahead and start with you. It's uh, kind of probably bittersweet every time that something like this happens and you have to say goodbye to some board members. Oh, most definitely, especially now this is my third time uh, in my tenure here that we've been able to do the nomination process and bring on some new board members. Uh, While it is nice and it's fun to see some of the new ideas and the new individuals coming forth and stepping forth to lead in the community and join the chamber board, it always is bittersweet, like you said, when you have people come off like Dan and Brooke and then Jeannie Aldridge as well from Silverstone who couldn't be with us today because they've done so much for the community, but then also our organization. And I look and I was just talking to Brooke earlier, like I think back to when I was getting hired and how she was sitting in on that interview and some of the big things we talked about. And then the transition to her as board chair early on in my tenure, um, just some really great conversations that we've had to see what we could be doing better to move the community. And then Dan, for example, I know for example, uh, we did the candidate uh, academies and he was helpful with that. We did the Unite CB piece when we were really trying to get the community around things we needed to do to protect ourselves and our community during the pandemic. They were instrumental and helped us with that. Um, his company did and Dan did. So we've gotten a really great opportunity to work with both of them. And then on Jeannie's side, we work with Silverstone every day with our benefits package. So it's been so nice getting to work with all these individuals and I will continue to work with them obviously, but it'll just be in a little different way, not with them not being on the board. Well, and as you, as you take around and you look at the people that are ser- have served on the board in the past, serving now, uh, and, and for both of you that are stepping away, these are some, they're, they're community leaders, but also business leaders. And I mean, serving, whether they realize it or not, as mentors for a lot of the younger business members, such as myself, that we've just got, I've just gotten going here. I can look at what you guys are doing and it, it's kind of like somebody's already blazed a trail here. Yeah, I think definitely, you know, connection within your community is huge on any level. And serving on the chamber board allows you to meet people at mixers, ribbon cuttings. You get to see firsthand what other business owners are going through as they open their doors and kind of be their cheerleader with encouragement or resources, whatever you can do to help them be successful. And it's also great as, you know, a business owner here in the community, I'm a mom, um, I'm super active with my kids. And so hearing about new businesses that are opening is important. Helping spread the word is important. Um, serving on the chamber allows you to have a voice too, to represent a certain demographic within the community. You know, what is important to the families that live here in our community and how do we want the chamber representing, you know, certain issues that may come up is definitely a very important piece. I'm curious, Brooke, because Drew talked about that you were there during the hiring process. Yes, I thought he was like 10 or maybe 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beard helps with that. <laughs> I think I joked at maybe the, like the chamber had its annual and I said, I called him baby face because during the interview process, you know, you have these very mature and experienced individuals, you know, who have run other chambers and Drew kind of came out of nowhere with very great experience, but just youthness, like youthfulness. And what was important to me at the time is I knew that as a chamber, we needed a large shift. We needed a shift to someone who had a vision, someone that had 
energy and drive to be able to kind of almost rejuvenate what the chamber was doing with the community. It had gone through some bumps in the road, um, had some trials that came before it politically that um, really kind of stumped a lot of people. So really having somebody who had the vision to bring everyone back together, get all the team players back together, not get tired, not get worn down, and Babyface had it. He just did, did really well during the interview process. Dan, is that your experience as well as, as we've been seeing what's happened over the past several years in our community, uh, especially from a business standpoint? Have you, have you seen that, that shift and that growth that we were looking for? Uh, without a question. Uh, in fact, uh, to kind of echo Brooke's words, uh, in my time on the chamber, I came onto the board at a, at a time when an old regime, if you will, was kind of getting to the end. And while it was very good and very effective, it was very obvious also that change needed to be made. And that is one of the things I've really enjoyed about having Drew babyface. I've never heard that before, but <laughs> having Drew uh, join, the, join the chamber is he does bring an energy and uh, an organizational ability and just the ability to kind of reach out to people and get them excited and get them involved. And it's really made a huge difference in this community, I think. What has it meant for you, Dan, to be serving on the board? Well, I think uh, probably the one of the biggest things is I, I'm like Brooke. I'm a Council Bluffs native, raised a family here, four children, all all born and raised, graduated from high school here. It's always been uh, something in my heart that the business community in Council Bluffs is diverse and a lot larger than I think maybe people across the river really realize, you know? And that's been one of the things I've really enjoyed about being on the chamber is getting to know a lot of those people from the large employers to the small little mom and pop shop that has, you know, three family members working for it. There's, there's just a, a beautiful potpourri of individuals and people that make up the business fabric of this community. And it's, it's been great. I have, a lot of them. I have found that I'm often surprised where some of the collaborations will come from because working with people that I never would have thought, uh, this would be an industry that I would be working with. And then suddenly, oh, we've got a lot of like-minded things that I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, and in my, in my business, uh, you know, we, we look for creative people and I have been, I, I won't say surprised because I knew that there, these people existed in Council Bluffs, but it's been great to see all of these young people in particular that are very creative and very smart that, you know, I feel like we've kind of given them a place to put down their roots and, and have a career and, and really uh, fulfill themselves in Council Bluffs. I'd like to ask both of you about this whole process that now that we've gotten on the backside of this pandemic, there was, this was something that we didn't have any experience with and we all had to figure out a different way of doing business and and trying to still generate revenue in a safe way and everything else that was involved. So um, now that you're on the backside of this, any, we'll start with you, Brooke, any kind of lessons learned or anything like that as, as you look back on, on what you had to go through to get to this point? Um, absolutely. You know, the hub is a family entertainment center. You know, it needs people in the building to generate revenue. We have a trampoline park, a ninja warrior course, birthday parties, group events, uh, post-proms even. And so I actually, it's funny that you say this, just had a memory pop up on my phone and it was from March of 2020. And 
that's when we shut down, you know? And I remember the fear and anxiety as a business owner of like, how am I going to sustain this without income coming in? What people also don't realize is in my industry, not only did the income stop, but I actually, my bank accounts went backwards. I had deposits that were given that we had to reimburse. I had birthday parties again that had to be reimbursed. And my employees were still on a payroll for two more weeks, you know, on top of the salaried employees. So it was something that I didn't know I'd get through and then had to get very creative in the process in order to get through. I became a grant writer in the middle of being a business owner because that was a revenue like source that I knew we could be part of. And having to make the community feel safe about coming back, that was a very big struggle. You know, who wants to go jump at a trampoline park and wear a mask? You know, what kid is going to keep that mask on? You know, what parents are to the point where they do want social engagement for their kids because they see the negative impact of being home and doing nothing and video games all day. Um, and so really trying to find that balance of what does the community need from you in order to feel safe? Uh, what is sustainable for your business. A lot of people, I think, didn't act fast enough and unfortunately had to close their doors during the pandemic. As a business owner, one thing that you have to be able to do is shift. I mean, you have to take any kind of change, any kind of influx. If it's not working, you have to be very quick about your shift and how you can make you know, your revenue come back or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Um, and so I think I had one of the hardest industries. There's no online sales. I can't online sell somebody a trampoline park pass for an hour and then make any money off of it. So unfortunately, it really came down to a lot about money, you know. And so what, number one, I've always been a saver. So I'm very thankful that that was something that was instilled from my my family, you know, was cash is king. So I, I we had had a really great season coming into the pandemic and I didn't spend it. Um, and so as a business owner, knowing that you have that as a crutch is huge. And then also one thing like looking back, and I tell people this even to this day, I'll say, I will never complain about being busy. I will never complain about having an insane facility with children running around and screaming and laughter and my employees look like they're about to lose it at any second. I'll never complain about it. I'll never think we're not doing enough. I will just be grateful that my employees have something to work on, that the community has a place to go. Um, so I do think it gives me a completely different mindset of in those moments where I used to get overwhelmed and think like, we're not doing enough. Like this employee is not being a good enough court monitor. We aren't cleaning the bathrooms fast enough. You know, all those things that used to bother me, I now have shifted in my head when I'm running the day-to-day -day operations. And so I will never complain that our facility is really, really busy or that there's two to three group events on a Thursday. You know, I'm never going to complain. I just, I have an attitude of gratitude, you know, from what I've went through. And it also, I think too, as an individual and a business owner, it's allowed me to, I mean, I, I can take on whatever. Like if, if somehow I made this 40,000 square foot building be successful with nobody in it, like I can handle whatever else comes at me. So I do think as business owners that were able to survive the pandemic, it gave us a little bit more confidence in ourselves and our ability to react and and do whatever was necessary to, to, to be a successful business and come out of the pandemic. Well, and Dan, uh, you and Brooke, along with everyone else that was serving on the board at the time, not only are you heavily involved in the biz in your own business, but you're serving in a leadership role. So there are other businesses that are looking to you for answers that maybe you haven't figured out yourself yet. So to 
just have that extra added thing that everything that's been going on over the past couple of years, you know, kudos to both of you for, for all of the hard work and everything that you did to put through there. So how, how did, were things for you uh, at Right Idea? Well, I would like to have you specifically talk about this because the Broadway project was a hot topic with so many people. Um, and you're on Broadway. You know, it affected your business and all of that. I'm sure you had other business owners that were literally neighbors to you come to you with their concerns and questions. And Oh, yeah. And the uh, the islands were... Yes, uh, the islands are huge. A big, yeah. A big hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But we, we actually were very fortunate in terms of what we do. Most of our clients are outside of Council Bluffs, all over, all over the country. And we were already using Zoom to a certain degree and used to doing a lot of things all in the office, but talking to people remotely and, you know, in faraway locations. So making the change to working from home was very doable for us and, and a little bit easier, I think, to get into than a lot of other businesses, you know, so like literally you, you have to have people in your building to be able mm-hmm. to make money. And uh, we were able to continue on. Now, we had a lot of, you know, very unsure, worried clients that, you know, we just, we were just kind of right there with them wondering what this was all going to be about and what was going to happen. And everyone kind of held together and really just muddled through until people just started, I think, realizing that, okay, the world is going to go on. We have to live. We have to, you know, keep things moving. And things started to, to, I won't say get back to normal, but people started participating in the economy again, I guess Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way. I think normal is just whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I I have a hard time defining just exactly what that is. It's whatever's in front of us. That's what's normal today, and we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. What would you guys say that you're most proud of uh, during your time serving on the board? Ah, uh, well, oh boy, that's a good question. I guess I would say I'm I'm probably most proud being on the board, participating in the chamber at a time when it was going through a lot of change. And, uh, you know, that it could have gone a completely different direction than it did. And it's been great to see uh, everyone on the board really kind of just rally together, pull together when we were going through a uh, temporary time with uh, Tom Hannafin as the uh, the CEO or the leader of the chamber. You know, everybody got behind Tom and, and thankfully he was willing to pitch in and do his part for the city too. And then when the search happened, I mean, the, the people who were handling the candidate search obviously did a great job. They, uh, they found baby face and <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. So, so I, I would say that's the thing I've been most proud of is just to see the cohesiveness and the collaboration between a, a group of pretty diverse people to just make Council Bluffs a better place. How about, how about it, Brooke? What would you say has uh, been what you've been most proud of during your time on the board? Um, I would have to say the year that I served as chair for the board was a great year for me personally. I had some personal goals that I wanted to see within our community that I felt were missing. Um, and being able to have you know, the chamber at kind of a disposal to be able to get these off the ground was huge. Um, We started, the chamber started Women Inspiring Women, which is an event that any chamber member can come to for free. If you're not a chamber member, I think it's $10 for you to, to come. And we have meetings and events once a quarter. And it's generally, it's about women. You know, it's about struggles that we face as business leaders, as moms, the balancing act. We have other successful entrepreneurs or CEOs come in and and talk about certain issues. We've also had 
you know, just a broad range of speakers come to these events. And it's been really great to see it start with 10 women, you know, that showed up at the first event. And then it went to 30, then it went to 50. And we've had some events go even more than 50 people come to attend those. And so Women Inspiring Women is just a group of ladies that live within the area, getting together, listening, being inspired by each other, networking, and just having kind of that leaning ability that really wasn't here. And then we also were able to, through the chamber, start another organization called it's Executive Women's Partnership. Partnership. Okay. I always don't see the initials EWP on my calendar. But Executive Women's Partnership is more geared towards leaders. It, you need to be an executive to be able to attend this group. Um, there's a little bit of an application process just to make sure that it's a specific type of person that's applying for this because in those meetings, it's talked about how are you going to be a better leader? You know, it's specifically geared towards women in executive positions. And those are two things, two groups that we did not have, you know, prior to Drew coming on in the chamber. And so there's just been some branches of the chamber, I think, that have been really great for the community to feel like they're a piece of something else, right? You know, it's hard to attend all of the events. And so if you have one event that you know you like to go to and you get to see two or three friendly faces, you're more likely to go and continue to go to them. And so, um, you know, having a network for women in the corporate environment has been really great. We even have women attend the Women Inspire Women who are stay-at-home moms, and that's great. You know, you don't have to be a certain demographic, and that's exactly what, you know, I felt like, in our community we needed. I can't tell you how many times in my term of serving on the board, it was me and 10 or 15 men. You know, when I first came to serve on the chamber board, there was one other female. And I joked that the only reason I got accepted was because I hit an age group and I was female. You know, I just didn't feel like, I was like, why am I even in this group? And so to see from where I started at to where it is now, where, I think probably most of our events is very 50-50. We have a lot of women that come to our mixers, to the ribbon cuttings, and they play a very important role now side by side with the men. And it just is a, it's a, good, it's a good community that we have here. I know for me personally, uh, for the clients that I have that we produce podcasts for out of the studio, the majority are women business owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like to talk. <laughs> lots of good ideas, well, <laughs> lots of things to say. <laughs> Before we let you guys go, mm -hmm. um, I want to talk to you about the benefit that the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce has for your business. Uh, I know what benefit they've had for mine, so I'm just curious as to as being just a member of the chamber, not necessarily even serving on the board, but just being a member of the chamber, what does it mean? You know, I feel like, you know, but I get asked this a lot on from business owners or they'll say, I didn't get any business from the chamber this year. Why should I join the chamber? You know, when I'm out talking to community, if, if they're questioning, most of the people I think already are, but you know, they're looking at what's that, what's that return for being a member. And to me, when I see a business listed on our member list, it lets me know that you care about the community. Like this is an investment you're making into the leadership within your community. Um, and it also makes me want to support that business. And so I want that reflected on me and my business. I also think that the chamber does do a really good job, especially online, you know, of getting your business out there, your website out there. There's opportunities when you're a member of the chamber where you can have 
uh, special deals sent out, um, special emails sent out that help promote your business. And it's thousands and thousands of emails. So to be a member of your chamber not only shows support, but also if you use it in the correct ways can help you increase, you know, your visibility online, hopefully get more people in your door and just know about your business. How about it, Dan? What uh, what benefit does it have for Right Idea? I I think uh, probably the biggest benefit I would say I have got has been just by establishing relationships with people in all walks of life in in the business community in Council Bluffs. It's open doors, maybe not to you know direct business correlation, but almost a, a, an advice or a mentoring or a sounding board type of relationship where you have an opportunity to really you know, grow your circle of, of uh, influence, if you will, or influencers. Yeah. Well, uh, Drew, we uh, need to wrap things up, but I just wanted to give you one opportunity as, as they're both sitting here to uh, just give them a thank you because I know, I know uh, what it means for you to have uh, business leaders like this uh, helping you out and serving on the chamber board. Yeah, I think it just, I can't say thanks enough to Dan and Brooke and then Jeannie again, who couldn't be here with us today for their leadership and just the leadership and guidance the board's provided. I mean, we have a big board. We have 24 people on our board, six people on the executive committee right now, but it's so important and they've provided such great counsel and I just really appreciate everything that they've done. And one thing I did want to just touch on is uh, Brooke undersells herself a little bit on the Women Inspiring Women. She's the presenting sponsor, those, that, and Executive Women's Partnership. When her and I talked about what she wanted to see in her time as chair, those were the things that rose to the top, and she's really lead-led, excuse me, and helped push those um, going forward. And then also with regards to the board, come January when we have our new board members, it'll be 13, 11, 13 males to 11 females mm-hmm. to Brooke's point. So we've made some um, changes as far as getting some diversity in that regard on our board. Drew Camp. President and CEO of the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce, Dan Rutledge, Right Idea Media and Creative in Council Bluffs, Brooke Hubbard with The Hub in Council Bluffs. Thank you all for your time of coming into the studios and joining us today. We wish you continued success. And we also thank you for listening to this episode of Chamber Chat. Until next time, take care.